This podcast is brought to you by 5280 Angler. If you are searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range of Denver, Colorado, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you're looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte River, plan the perfect date, or host the ultimate party all up on the water, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guides at 52 Angler have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. Find wed specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trip pics on Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280angler is passionate about service and wild about fish. New private water is available. Ask us how we can get you there. And also, side note, today is Jay. It's his birthday. He's 37. Happy birthday, JJ. Happy birthday. I saw um, saw Gino on Monday. Gino. Gino. We need to have him on, dude. We need to get him on. We do. Yeah, I saw him at a bridge crossing when I was last time I was up there. I was driving across. I looked back and saw him over there and started laying on the horn. Or no, no, I'm sorry at uh, at Trumbull, mm. just below the bridge at Trumbull. Nice. Well, hey, first of all, what's up, dudes? I missed y'all last time y'all recorded. Yeah, Hell yeah. Y'all as hot as I remember. Nah. Mm. <laughs> Even more so. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I wish that I could go back and be on that last podcast because uh, you guys were bagging on the hot Scott and BJ. Fuck you. (laughs) I will take the hot over any fucking snow any day of the week. (laughs) Fuck snow. Give me the flats in the flat boats and I'm gone. You won't hear from my fat ass again, dude. Go! Go, Mm -hmm. bitches! I need the middle. So anyway. I don't want it cold. I don't want it hot. <laughs> right oh. in the middle. Right. Yeah, well, if it's going to be, I mean, I, I like just kind of mild, moderate temps. That's fine. But if it's going to be one way or the other, I'd I'd take way too cold over a little bit too hot. <laughs> yep. I will take way always, too hot over any cold. Always, always, always put that clothes back on. Yeah, fuck sure. that sweat, man. You can I don't take like it off. Sweat. Take it off, Steve. Take it off. Yeah, but sometimes you, even off. when you get it all off, your nuts are still sweating and you got nothing on. <laughs> exactly. You can't you take know, it off. Jump in the water, swim around a little bit, feel good. You get out and your hair's all slicked back and it's like ooh, glistening in the sun. Your back's a little wet, so it's like shiny from all the the tan that you got and your hair is kind of bleached a little bit. That's usually gray because the sun's just like baking it. It's so perfect. You've got and the this, raccoon uh, eyes. You got this beach life. <laughs> yeah, <out>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the next morning the sunburn sets in. Yeah. You can't walk for three freaking days. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that. You peel your nuts off you. a lawn chair like a piece of silly putty. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the sheets are all cold when you get it like a sunburn. You're like, oh, dude, it's freezing. And then you're like, oh, it's so hot in here. Then you yeah. put the fan in the bed with you, like underneath the covers, and it just like <laughs> blow it around. It feels great. Yeah, until, the, until your thighs touch and you <laughs> want to shoot through the roof. <laughs> I don't know. You put a, you put way too much thought into the, the, the vision of half-naked men. No, who said anything about men? 
Ooh. Oh dear! See y'all missing the y'all missing the, oh, hell the whole no. thing, dog. Uh huh. Yeah, ninety four point two percent of the people that you fish with are dudes. That's so true. all that shit that you just described was something you saw on a dude. Oh, I was thinking of actually by myself. No shame. No shame. No shame. That's, uh, I'm not. I'm not judging. That's probably why Bob buys a box fan every time he goes fishing in the summer. No, that's me, dude. I just buy a box fan all the time, yeah. <laughs> so I got to go to Walmart and buy a feather pillow and a box fan, you know. So I get a little punch card. Yeah. There you go. You, you kind of cut out there. Did you say feather tickler? Is that what you said? <laughs> I got to have my special stuff, Scotty. <laughs> Mr. Princess. French tickler. <laughs> oh, dear. That's funny. Well, have you guys been fishing any? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At a boy, uh, BJ. No. Come BJ, on. No. what the hell? I haven't fished since Florida. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So BJ has a Costa hat on? Are you going mm-hmm. all salt on us, baby? Wow. No, it was it was free. Oh. Son of a bitch. I love Costa. Oh, sorry. Anyway. So Rob, are you gonna have a new uh are you gonna have like an Insta and a Facebook page and all that shit for your uh, guide service? No, dude, I'm just working for Three Rivers Ranch, and uh, dude, I gotta say, you had a smart idea this morning, and I'm already checking on it. Dude, the buff All my thing, ideas are smart. Dude, I'm loving <laughs> your buff idea, man. Uh, I, dude, I checked on it today. I get 100 buffs for 50 bucks, dude, and you haven't printed for $38, uh, 38 cent for everyone on it. Bam. It says, thetroutsniper at gmail.com. They'll be green. So anyway, you, just, I get have to, you just have to hashtag me on the back of it because it was my idea. So <laughs> somewhere down near the bottom where it's going to be in the shirt anyway, <laughs> nobody's going to see it. Just, just do it. <laughs> hashtag Scott Long. Well, you know what? I actually wanted to do something kind of what you thought of, that you said too. I wanted to put F dash cancer, like hashtag F dash cancer. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm still working on some stuff on that. You so. could do, you could if you don't want the F word, you could do cancer sucks. Oh, that's a good idea. Dude, that's a great that's idea. Another, that's another hashtag out there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's because, man, I mean, dude, we just – I have to wear a buff out there, man. I'm getting smoked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and your clients, I mean, you know, clients show up. They don't have all that stuff. And I, I got mean, sunscreen. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like using sunscreen because – uh-huh. Get, it ends up getting all over everything. So, mm-hmm. and get it in your eyes, and you get, and it's never on exactly evenly. I mean, sunscreen, you got to get it on there perfectly. Those buffs, you just put it on, and it covers, you know? Yep. yep. That's true. That's you know true. what I do? My little trick for uh, sunscreen and for bug spray, because bug spray, if you get bug spray on your fly line, it'll fucking melt it. I mean, yep, it will disintegrate nope. your fly line. I, at one time, I left a, uh, a thing of bug spray in my tackle box or my uh, pack, and, like, it it was in a Ziploc even, and it, like, melted through the Ziploc bag, and it destroyed half of the plastic shit that was in my tackle bag, my pouch. No. Yeah, yeah it's just no. dangerous. But anyway, so my trick is... Um, I put it on. I put it on the back side of my hand. I don't pour it in my palm of my hand. I put it on the back side of my hand, and I use that to rub it around my face and my ears and my neck and all that kind of stuff. And then I um, put it on the back. I rub it on the back side of the other hand to use the other side. And like yeah, little, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't get any of it on my palm or on my fingers. Like a little kitty. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I, lick, I lick the back of my paw the and then cat. rub it behind my ear. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's actually that's a good, good idea. Visual. <laughs> and, well, you know, uh, I keep a little like this is going to sound horrible, but I take so many fish off the hook. I mean, I got like keeping my hands wet and washing them off and guys are on there. So I just like keep a little small rag and just wipe my hands off after I wash my hands off. And uh, I guess I could do that too. Just have a rag for somebody to wipe their hands off with sunscreen and stuff. But I just had to buy a new line for my rods today. That sucked, man. $400, mm. 400 bucks right out the window for, for lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rough. Anywho. Yep, and the ones the lines that you took off are probably better than the shit that I'm using. No, dude, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. your old ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. send us each one, would you please? Uh, dude, I'm actually gonna take a picture of this 250 grain Rio line that I got. It's been on there for about eight nine months. It is beat, man. You guys would be like, how is this even fun casting, dude? Well, you it gotta quit stepping crack. on it, man. Well, dude, that's the problem, man. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They step on them. I step on them. Everybody steps on them and stepping on the bottom of the boat and everything else, you know. So you need to get yourself a, a stripping basket. Yeah. Oh, dude, you just uh-uh. <laughs> I will send you guys a picture of what I got. I ordered and got in the mail. Blackfly came through clutch on those stripping pads. They are money, man. Those money. are the ones that stick to the the floor in the boat, and they have the little spikes sticking up in them. Yep, little rubber spikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so your line doesn't get wrapped on itself. Yep, dude, I love them. They're expensive, but man, uh, yeah. I think they're gonna work great. I, I so. stuck those. I stuck those to the top of my Patagonia boots, and it works almost as well. Bam, <laughs> uh, dude, we ain't got no boots on there. You know, we're just <laughs> rolling keens and shit. Yeah. So, uh, anywho, so Flip where you got your fish? Mankinis. Man- oh yeah. Oh yeah. One right in the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so where you guys been fishing? What y'all doing? I know where Steve's been fishing. Mm-hmm. I know he has too. Yeah. So so <laughs> so you know what? Real real quick, dude. What what do you what do you talk about this for a second? So uh Uh-oh. let's go shout out to uh one of my buddies that uh who's a good friend of mine still. We talk shit to each other, but dude, I was one of the first guide services to run nothing but private water in Colorado. Dude, he used to give me shit, dude. Must be nice being at uh, Rainbow Falls. Must be nice being here at this private water and that private water. Fox now, dude. now, all Where's the guy service are doing that. <laughs> They're all doing it. I'm like, mm-hmm, setting the standards right here. And so everybody oh, used, to shit. Shit, used to give me shit about Rainbow Falls and stuff. And, man, I'd be keeping it real up in there. And so mm-hmm. now I wish I could go to a private la- a pond or lake or creek or something like that you know so mm. no you don't you can you can come with us i uh, dude. i need to get down there i might be down there in july so dude we've been yeah. throwing streamers we've been throwing mm. mice it's, mm. been, it's been good mm. preach it girlfriend dude i'm telling you once they get that bottom road set up down there and you get down to cougar that backside man those uh mayflies come off steve you're gonna be having a blast dude we and fished that on sunday they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that current pushes around that backside across from where that little picnic table is. There's a current that pushes along that whole backside of that lake. And uh, those fish just sit right in that. It's not fast, but dude, they'll sit right in there and just hang right by that culverts, man, that are letting out into that little creek section below it. Nice. So, yeah. Sorry. Double. I've been there. Double I've streamers. Been there. Double streamers. 
Yep. So anyway, so what's on the list tonight? Uh, let's pick a topic. Who's first? Rob's not first. Next. I, I fish too. Where'd you fish, Scotty? Go. Oh, oh. I fished. Uh, let's see. I fished for carp, mm-hmm. and I caught I caught some carp down on the South Platte, and we went out. Um, Dan BTD and I went out there, and we fished with uh, with a reporter and a photographer. From oh, that's Colorado, right. I forgot about this. Colorado Public Radio. How was that? So I guess. So it was fun. They they have a, um, I guess they've got a segment called uh, Colorado Wonders where they have, you know, repeat routines. I don't know how once a week or whatever it is, but where uh, listeners send in questions, post questions and stuff. And then they, they research it and find them answers. And one of the questions was um, uh, whether or not you could eat the fish that you catch out of the South Platte downtown, the urban section of the South Platte. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, me, me and Dan were fishing down there, and uh, some lady riding her bike with her husband dri- riding by, they stopped and came over, hey, can we ask you some questions? And so, anyway, that led to uh, us meeting up with one of their reporters to be interviewed on the river and, and talk about the, the waters and the pollution and the, you know, all that other stuff. The and bombs. Yeah. The, the hypodermic needles, the fucking tent cities and human feces that they're dumping in there, you know, and oh, all yeah. that kind of crap. So, but, so that was fun. And, uh, man, the water just kind of like came up it big time while we were there, it was up into the grass and everything. So, Anyway, so they did a little bit of carp fishing, and then, um, yeah, Sunday took Grady, my 17-year-old son, and, and uh, two of his friends. And, of course, as is always typical, the girl outfished everybody. Of course. And uh, that's how it always goes. And so we were making fun of Grady and his buddy, calling them the princesses and everything. But, uh, but yeah, Rainbow Falls, and a great place to uh, take take people that have never done it before just because they don't need waiters they don't need boots you can just chill we we grilled burgers and you know just had a fun day and you know usually it's me that's that's the hard one to pull away from the water because i'm always like okay one more cast for the next two hours and uh (laughs) they they were like at it man they didn't want to stop and we finally i finally had to call it which i figured they'd be calling it (laughs) but i finally had to call catching fish yeah, I finally had to call it around like eight o'clock, and then by the time we got dinner and got home, it was midnight. So it was a long day, but a really good day. So yeah, I love uh, I love teaching new people, yeah. especially especially young people, and uh, they they loved it. They want to do it again. They can't wait. So we got a couple more in the ranks coming up. Nice. I, I don't like it. No, no. There's too many damn people, <laughs> especially in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, dude, did you did you uh, the way I look at it is did you get paid? Absolutely, yeah. at a boy. That's all that matters. Yeah. So for all that, uh, I mean, for for all my hard work, rigging them up, helping them out, teaching them how to roll cast, all that kind of stuff, I got to buy dinner. At a boy. At a yeah, boy. Nice. I mean, you have an investment now. The in gift the that keeps on giving. Yeah, I got to burn. I got to burn my gas and buy everybody dinner, and so you know, I got my back. 
Nice. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. Just think of the memories. Just please, somebody think of the memories. Or, or memories. Yeah, yes, well, there's memories. that too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, BJ. Jeez. Pick a topic. Ooh. Oh, we're going to pick a topic. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's see what's happening. I was not prepared. I noticed. Come on, BJ. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing a podcast. You want to get the in the game? Yeah, clock's, yeah, we've been clock's about ticking with a, with a phone battery. Oh, we so. Yeah, uh, just to let you guys know, I was ready on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and today's the day. So let's get it going. Bam. Dude, I will tell you, I'm going to, next next time I uh, I get out to Best Buy, I'm going to buy Steve a phone charger. No, I've got shit, phone chargers. Right? I just I fuck around too much on my phone, so my fault. You just you just choose not to plug it in and let that yeah. be our, our time limit? Yeah. yeah it's it's, he's, it's he's good to have a timer, trust me. Yeah, know, Steve's right? like, I know if I'm at 72% at the start of the podcast, that'll keep us just over an hour. Yep. Clock's ticking, <laughs> motherfucker. Move. <laughs> All right. Like BJ, it. what do you got? BJ, me, 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 What do you got, man? So since uh, you mentioned you just did this, how about choosing the correct fly line? Mm, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who does that come, you know what? Uh, come in from? Nah, that was just one of ours, I think. Oh, is that one of our? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, so just in case anybody doesn't know, all the information about a fly line is on the box. <laughs> Everything you need to know. There you go. Everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. And they're usually hanging on the wall, so you can read them. Yeah, it's right on the bottom right corner. Bottom yep. right corner. Is usually so where it's at. So we've. Uh, I think we kind of touched on this before, but fly line, in my opinion, and I think you three agree, is one of the things that's worth every penny that you're going to buy in fly fishing. You know, you can you can save some money in other aspects, but fly line is probably the one that, that puts your money into the line. I mean, I would buy a better line before I'd buy a high-end rod, personally. Um, yep. I could take a $300 rod and put a good line on it and better than a high-end line with a $30 line on it. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, man. i got to save up money for those $80 nippers. So I don't... <laughs> I, buy, I, buy the cheap, I buy the cheap fly line and get no, the $80 don't. nippers. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I mean, that, you know, my opinion on a fly line, I mean, my, my I have a pretty scientific approach. I only buy... I only buy the setups that come with the rod and the reel and the line on it in a box with the case. So I've got, I've got like 14, nine foot five weights. And usually, you know, it's like that, as long as it's like bright chartreuse, the line, fly line, you know, it's good quality. So. Get you some of that uh, scientific anger system three popping off. Yeah, twenty six ninety five. But it but also depends if you're if you're looking for floating line or sinking line because there's you know different brands that make one better than the other. Like if I'm looking for a good sinking line, I buy Cortland four forty four floating line. <laughs> what we have here is a comedian tonight. That boy, he's here till Saturday, folks. Tip your weight staff. Yeah. <laughs> it does uh, uh all right, it does sorry, get a little harder yeah. when you're I think when you're trying to get into 
say, a specialized line. Yep. And trying to keep that line weight, not necessarily the line weight, but the, I mean, I guess it is your weight. Keep it in within the parameters of your rod so you're not going to snap it freaking four hours into casting. Yep. Well, I, I think it's like golf clubs, though. I mean, like, it's golf call, golf balls and golf clubs. You know, they've got all these gimmick things and all these fancy things that make you hit it five yards further. And, I mean, I'm still going to hit it in the bushes, you know, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. So, I mean, when you're talking about sophisticated different fly lines, different type of lines, different, you know, specialized, I mean, I wish I had a game that that would make a difference. But, <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, I'm just going to roll cast it. I got a game. Then, I don't know if it's going to make a difference, but, you know. Dude, and then you can throw the uh, Mo Tips, the weighted leaders involved with it, uh, that kind of stuff, too. So yeah, you got you that on your fly lines as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. We can do that. Dude, the way I look at it is uh, you need to pick the line of what the application is for the fish you're going to be targeting. Uh, you know, if you're fishing deep still water, you need to be looking at a full sink. And the different grains from basically 100 grain to 500 to 600 grain full sink. That also goes on the sink tip. And you've had different lengths of sink tip, you know, 15 foot, 20 foot, 35, 10. And each one of those have a different sink tip. Uh, a sink rate as well between three to six, six to f- 10. Uh, so you need to look at the application you're looking at to fish. So if you're targeting moving fast water, you need, and you're throwing, you know, streamers and stuff, you need to look at a tip or a full sink. I don't think I throw a full sink in a river, but I've seen guys do it, you know, just whatever the application is for the fish you're looking at, especially still water, it really affects the way that the you're targeting the fish and i'm learning that now that i actually have a fish finder on the boat dude my lines are my bread and butter man i mean different sink rates at different speeds dropping with the different weighted flies you know that i'm throwing it's it's a huge deal to me and uh so that's why i changed out all my lines <laughs> so you know so try to get the question down. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe you guys know this i i don't but um do they make like the sink tip lines, do they make different lengths of yes. the sink tip portion? Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Or you just buy like ten different ones and cut them to what you want? <laughs> no, yeah, you don't want to cut them. Yeah, they uh, they make it they make it in different lengths. Um, okay. I find personally, for me, for what I'm doing, we're doing a lot of hitting the bank and letting it drop, and then strip strip off. And usually there's a shelf right there, so I'm using about a 15 foot sink tip at 250 grain. So it's sinking about three to six inches a second. So I'm having them cast strip strip, and then letting it drop strip strip, and then it's just following that drop down. So it's dropping further and further and further. But you got to remember when you're throwing a sink tip or a full sinking line, when you cast the belly of that line is going down faster than where your flies are. So the more you strip, the, the flies are actually going down, down. Right. So, so uh, a lot of people don't think about that. And, you know, and especially when you're throwing mo tips on switch rods, when you're swinging flies, it's a huge different game too, man. Uh, I mean, you're not just throwing, you know, floated lines. It's the mo tips are different weights, different lengths and everything else. So, um, and you can get real technical on that stuff, I think. So, oh, yeah. and, they, and you know what? I think I know that I just am just like 
I like that kind of crap. So I'd like dig into it, you know, and it's just like, you could get away with just throwing a fucking floating line, dude, on everything if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, it's totally serious, dude. If you Long enough to, leader, yeah, you can throw a floating, floating line anywhere. You're damn straight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can do it. Cool. Yeah. So. So when I was in uh, Florida, I've, I've never thrown it until then. Uh, airflow. Uh-huh. Line. I, I like that stuff man so yeah. I, I and that to answer scott's question i mean they got they got a half dozen different streamer lines yeah. you know that mm-hmm. some have a longer belly some have a shorter belly so the weight you know goes down faster and i mean you can go deep down the rabbit hole on that stuff but and, and you know what? it almost gets too crazy doesn't it bj i mean you yeah. just, it just gets too much you're just like let's simplify it let's make everything kind of the same but each line manufacturer makes different sync rates different links all that stuff and i think it's you gotta look at you know just because your favorite Instagram star fishes a certain line doesn't mean you should, you know I mean? If what? I'm looking at, <laughs> I don't think she does. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, I'm, that's, that's the first thing I check when I My, look uh, at, at any kind of gear is I look up uh, the hashtag and I see which brand ambassadors are hashtagging that shit. And that's how I buy it. Wait, 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 wait. I thought that's what everybody did. Wait, wait, wait. I love you fuckers. I love you you fuckers, dude. Damn it. Do you do you use their discount code or do you just use the one the company puts out anyway for every other Tom Dick and Harry? Dude, I don't think it matters because I always just put I always just put discount code strip set and it always seems to give me something. (laughs) So I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I think you could type I think you could type like anal in there and it would oh here's fifteen percent. You got it. That'll get you fifty bucks, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> twenty bucks is twenty bucks. I don't care. Minimum. <laughs> no, but to get to to answer uh, the question or to answer the topic a little bit. Oh, there so, was a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you asked about different different uh, papers and stuff. I mean, I think you got to look at the river you're fishing. You know, if if I see Kelly Gallup using a certain line and he's fishing the Madison, guess what? I'm not. You know, my my stuff here's shorter. Oh, it's, you mean you're not, not gonna go? Wide. You're not gonna go pick up the airflow shovel head just because Kelly's throwing it? Yeah, no, I'm going to... Or perhaps the Airflow Streamer Max Long with the 40-foot belly? (laughs) Steve knows way too much about this shit. I've been been shopping for my new streamer line, so let's just say I've got it. Let's just say I've got it between two of them now. (laughs) Obsessed much? See, I would... Dude, I love that that stuff, dude. For the stuff I fish, like, I'm going to probably go with something like that shovel head that's got a shorter taper and is going to get down a little bit faster because the stuff I'm fishing, it's shallow, 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 seven foot hole, you know, and I'm yep. hitting the head of that hole and I just got to get down right out the bat. And, you know, if I'm fishing uh, something else, maybe a, a tailwater that's a little bit more, not as variant on depths and stuff, you know, a longer head that might just keep it down there might be better for me. Yep. So. Dude, you know that's it's, probably why the the Eurasian checkered nymphing, whatever you call it, is uh, is such a good method for you because you got to get it in there, get it dropped in that hole, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're, that's all that matters. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, mean, 
I find it hard to nymph fish with a uh, weighted line, dude. I'm only throwing streamers with it, dude. That's or or if I'm like running damselflies or something like that, damselfly nymphs, you know, that's in a pond or lake. That's it, man. I don't, and that's almost a streamer, you know. So I don't nymph with it. No. Yeah, no. I mean, well, Scott was talking about tight line, and then, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's <laughs> I'm fishing six inches of water, and then I walk fifty yards, and I'm fishing a six foot hole, and Bam. you know, I'm yeah. not just, I'm not pissing with an indicator. And moving it up and down my line all no. day. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, I'm just there. Shit. Yeah, well, good topic. Well, the only, yeah, the only thing I've used like the, I've got one uh, reel with sink tip on it, and I think it's like the longest. I think it's like 25 feet of sink tip, and uh, I use it for belly boat stuff on lakes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm yeah. the reason I even use it is just because if you use a full sink, you're the line angle is, you know, when that when it all sinks at the same rate, your line is basically parallel to the bottom of the lake. So when you start stripping and you're working it along the bottom, which is what I typically do because I'm fishing for smallmouth and, you know, stuff like that, you're always going to get snagged. You're getting hung up all the time. But you use that sink tip, and now your line is coming straight up off the bottom and then kind of curving to your floating line. So you start to get hung up, you just give it a quick strip, a little pop, and it pulls your, it pulls your, you know, your weighted streamer or whatever you're fishing, it pulls it up instead of pulling it into the snag. So that's, that's the only reason I use it. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's perfect place. Yeah, that's, I like and doing I will, that too. And I will say, if you're going to get into tight line, Euro nymphing, whatever you want to call it, um, buy the line for it i mean you got two yeah. options you you can run a lot of guys will run a uh mono uh um run the leader mono rig you run yeah 35 40 feet of mono and i did it um wait wait wait, wait. what are you, so you center pin fishing or are you fly fishing <laughs> what's what's the difference Oh, we about to fight up Whoa. here! <laughs> oh shit! You, do you know what I'm doing, Rob? What? I'm fishing. I don't give exactly. A no, 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 no. You catch Just on shut the up and go put your squirmy worm back on. Because it'd be a lot cooler yeah. if you did. Uh oh, what happened? <laughs> Nothing. You're good. Keep going. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. sorry. sorry. So, so uh, yeah, mono rig is you use your your floating line and then run a. 25 30 40 foot piece of usually 15 pound or 20 pound like maxima chameleon and then you run your indicator uh tip it off of that and then your regular usually do a tippet ring and then run your tippet off that and i did that for a year and a half um the biggest problem i had with it honestly was when i'm fighting a fish and stripping in freaking mono on my hands dude it's just tearing my hands up dude that's it man i'm gonna have to come and see what the hell you doing dude i, I ain't never heard, i mean that sounds like center pin fishing to me but it's not enough long yeah. enough line yeah i don't i don't know what you're doing well I don't that's understand. the advantage of it 
the advantage of it is, you know, with that mono rig, I could switch between, I could be nymphing. And then if I need to throw on a streamer, I just tie it on, you know, I, I maybe put on some beefier tippet, but, and you have no very, very little drag on your line. That's the advantage of it. Yeah. I can see getting down quickly with that mono. I mean, that's going to be a lot faster drop than. So why uh, wouldn't you use fluorocarbon? I do. No, I'm talking to BJ. Like for that oh. setup, why wouldn't you use Cause, the fluoro? Because the mono's stiffer, so it sags less. So here's the problem. So if you're tight lining, and you have two feet of floating line out, right? Say, and then you have whatever your leader is. So say you're using a traditional, you know, floating line with a nine foot leader. Um, your line's gonna sag. It does, and, right? Right. And you that sag equals less detection of bites is what right. it is i agree so when you go to mono rig the mono is the only thing out so it's stiffer it's tighter you're better connected you can feel every rock your fly hits most of the time using that right. setup what i what i used it that i would say most people that use doing that style uses i have a scientific angler mono core fly line so it's just mono coated in pvc or no, oh, I see. I know what you're talking about now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're laying down. I and then I blood knot 15 pound chameleon onto it. Um, run run my indicator, tip it off of that to a tippet ring, and then I use fluoro for all my tippets. So for the last like that ring, two, oh, two okay, foot or whatever. Okay. So the the yeah. mono part of it's like a like on the surface above the water. Yes, to it. above okay. the water. Gotcha. I got yeah, gotcha. yeah. See, I, I was not understanding before. I was like, "Man, no, I, I was a little lost there." <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so your 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 indicator is above the water, and your tippet ring is above the water. Typically, unless you're fishing deeper, your indicator line can go into the water, but it's riding right. above, and that's what's showing you your bites. And what I actually do is, when I tie my indicator on with a blood knot, I leave my tag ends out about an inch. And that gives you another visual just to see if it twists or turns right. or it's just another kind of look thing that, that I do personally. I noticed the same thing when I was uh, I was fishing with Dwayne Redford and he was that's all he does now is the tight line stuff. And he had the same thing. Every every spot where his where one leader was connected to the next had yep. you know a couple inches of tag sticking out of it and yep i could totally see that i mean it, it gives you so much more visibility with with your line not only you know twitching or or, or moving upward or downward but a, tw a slight twist in your line you can see it clearly it's it's the same principle as why when all of my yarn indicators are too same yeah principle. exactly that's what i do i do green and white and yeah. i do them kind of in a in a cross pattern so the i tie it the way i tie them similar to what you're talking about is there's olive going one way through it and then white intersecting the olive so it's mm -hmm. kind of like a checkerboard so you can see any sort of rotation in it yep hmm. same concept yeah i i, I like I, it i use a thingamabobber i'm learning <laughs> i'm learning so you know what you do, Rob? You take a Sharpie and you yeah. draw a line around your thingamabobber. Then you can see any sort of twist. Because typically when you're hitting bottom and your indicator moves because it's on bottom, it's a straight movement. When a fish takes it, a fish turns its head and it rotates your indicator. Oh, I and see. And if you just have like a solid white thingamabobber, you're never going to see that. 
Yeah, that's, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I have not trout fished in like three weeks, dude. It's all been warm water <laughs> shit, dude. That's hey, I ain't oh, gonna lie to you. Dude, I'm me, heading up. Yeah. Let's do it. Me, dude, me I neither. wish you would, Scott. Yeah, you either, PJ. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> I have legit not a, co- a trout since the beginning of the month, <laughs> like the first two days of the month. Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't look like I'm going to be doing it anytime soon. But hey, me right. neither. Our me local neither. rivers are, it's bad right now. So Yeah, mm. we're fighting it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that uh, Colorado's doing pretty good though. You guys are set, huh? Oh man, it's looking good. Yeah, you guys. If they can just water. if they can just maintain it, you know, instead of dicking around with, oh, let's try to save it all and then dump it all at once and do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, obviously you got runoff and especially the freestone stuff. It's like it is what it is. But wherever they can manage it, if they could just be more consistent, dude, it would be just lights out all dude. summer. Dude, that's a, that's Denver water for you, man. They can't control shit, dude. I swear, man. I swear, I, I think like, it's third Oh, grader. we need a little more water. Okay, let's open the gate all the way up. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wait. No, oh, shit, too oh, shit. Okay, yeah. close it all the way. <laughs> dude, I don't get it. Yeah, but, yeah well, here, we're, we haven't even really started runoff yet, so we'll no. see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of ready. I mean, we got snow at 6,000 feet at the beginning of this week, and dude everything's sky high so what do you do nothing you just enjoy it that's the only uh, the only runoff we have is when i'm fishing some of my brook trout spots and the methods mm. show up and i show my gun and they run off there you <laughs> go. that's a good idea i like it. <laughs> all right I'm well that be, was I'm like i'm a, gonna be upgrading on mine by the way no yeah i'm looking yeah, at the uh, i'm looking at the the glock 20 10 millimeter oh no kidding Yep. The long, the long barrel. I love I'm talking, I'm talking for Alaska. <laughs> right. I see that. Yeah. The 10 millimeter, the squirrelita. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, that was a good question. Scott, why don't you pick out one? Me? Yeah. Okay. How about um, trout.pig has a, a question mm. that that's something that I think is – uh, I think it's a struggle for a lot of people. Um, his question is regarding reading water. How can one be better at finding and knowing where fish hold and feed? I can tell you how. Just hire a guide. <laughs> That's one way. One way. I'm or, just kidding. Or become really good <laughs> friends with a guide. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you don't have to pay them as much. Yeah. That's, we, know, seems to... we probably all know some people like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so what, BJ, what do you got? You start. Uh, I mean, number one's experience, dude. It's just time on the water. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, here, it's it's conditions. It's more watching the water conditions and where the fish will be. You know, high water, the fish here and probably everywhere, right? They're, they're moving off into the softer water. You're looking for little eddies or fish in the edges, you know. Low water, they're out in the deep runs. Um, you know, I watched, uh, we have trout season here where they stock and everybody's out pounding it. And, you know, everybody likes to fish the big holes below, you know, either uh, drainage or that kind of stuff. I walked right around that and caught a dozen fish in six inches of water below everybody. I was the only guy in it, right? And them, them fish just behind a rock, behind a rock, but... You know, because all those other people pushed them out of there into the exactly. shallow water. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, first place to start is you, you read the water, look for breaks in the water flow, right? Either in front of a rock, behind a rock, um, look for a change in the flow. You know, those fish by nature are going to find where they got to do the less work possible to eat. So if they can get in a little break behind a rock and sit and just pick off what's coming by them, that's where they're going to sit. Or, or in front of a rock. Or in front of a rock, exactly. That's another often overlooked spot. Yep. Hmm. How about you, Steve? Um, easiest thing is if a fish has to swim mildly to to a vigorous pace, don't fish there. <laughs> if you do fish there, if, if they can, be... if they can just hang out and glide on the bottom and just kind of do their thing back and forth with a minimal effort, that's where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Front of rocks, in between rocks, behind rocks, inside of curves. Ooh. You know, all I got, that I got slow one more shit. tip. Get it. The, the other uh, place to finding out where fish hold and feed is. Uh, follow the stocking truck and see where they put them. <laughs> Immediately downstream of where the stocking truck dumps. Yeah. We well, don't have that. And I mean, if you're going to look for, if you're going to go out, go at it and, and try and figure out what they're eating, you know what I mean? You're not going to find stoneflies. I mean, you might, but you're not going to find stoneflies kind of rolling around in slower water. So, I mean, think of think of where you're at. Think of what they're foraging for and use that to your advantage. Rob? Well, when I'm reading the water, to be honest with you, the very first thing that I'm looking for is fish. Fish rising, fish in the water that I can see. And then from there, I break it down into looking at the tailouts for riffles, looking at structure on the bank. If uh, it's a steep cliff, it's going to keep going steep cliff down into the water. Looking for basic long runs. Foam is home, baby. They need oxygen, safety, and food. So trout are some of the laziest fish. They're going to hold in places where they can get protection. They got a lot of oxygen, and they got food coming down. So that's what I usually look for. And you know what? On those seams, man, everybody says the same thing. Put that indicator just right off the side of that seam, so your bugs float right down that seam, you're going to get eats. Then it just depends on if you got the right bugs on. Yep, follow the bubble and, line. And depth control. Yep, foam is yep. home, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that, the very first thing I do is I look for fish, man. That's the and very then, first thing I do. And then I'd say anything non-trout, predator species, and even big big trout, right? Structure. Look, structure, look for man. structure, man. Huge, dude. Mm-hmm. Huge thing, Ambush yeah. points, structure, you mm-hmm. know. Drop-offs, you wouldn't believe. Uh, You know, uh, uh, Bluetooth Dan, he is the man when it comes to this. Uh, I remember him telling me, he's like, dude, you know, I was carp fishing. I couldn't figure out this run. It's getting hung up all the time. Guess what he does? Goes home. walks out in that shit. Close. Goes home, gets a snorkeling mask and a snorkel and jumps in the river and swims around that. He want to know what it was. And dude, it was a giant tree limb that had just broken off, sunk to the bottom, and there was 
He was like, dude, he's like, man, I knew where it was at after that. He's like, I see where the fish were holding. I was like, man, you a crazy son of a bitch, dude. And he got 47 free flies out of it, too. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, totally, yeah. And you know what? He used every 47 one of them, too, yeah. I'm sure. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, those are mine. A couple of them are mine. Not, not, well, not I was laughing the other day. We were fishing uh, fishing the South Platte for carp, and he kept getting hung up in the same spot and, and like, hung up, like, breaking his shit off. And then he gets hung up one more time and he's tight lining. He like straight lines it and pulls it and it breaks out. He's like, God damn it. But this time his bugs didn't break off. He broke off this little, it was like a little piece of, of thread. And I go, dude, that's like the, the, the webbing of a tire, like a rubber tire. It's got the nylon cord in it. And so he walked out in the river, pulled this freaking tire out of the bottom of the river, drug it up on the bank. And he's like, Oh, check this out. There's flies everywhere. And he goes, Oh, Hey, that's, that's, Dominic Moreno's pattern. He showed me those. He gave me a couple. Of, he starts pulling them out. He's like, "Oh, Dom's been here." I was laughing. I'm like, "Yep." There's the. There, so we've got a new. Uh, we've got a new little on the river fly shop. So we put the we put the tire back in the shallow water, so it's covered over. So if we ever if we ever get hard up for flies, we know where it is. We'll pull it up and pick a few off. <laughs> it's nice. nothing but stain one worms. That's all yeah. it is. There's stain one worms. It's correct. Yeah, oh, backstabbers. Yeah, that's yep. it. funny. <laughs> well, that's for me, funny. like, you know, like you said, Rob, I mean, <laughs> I think I think most people get pretty quickly dialed into the hydraulics, the, the basic hydraulics. I mean, you can see a seam, you can see a boulder, you can see an eddy, you can see a foam line, you know, you can see that stuff. Um, what I look for is fish. And I mean, I've found that... Uh, you know, when I fish with people there, and there are some that I think are better at spotting fish than me, but most people I'm, I'm watching fish. I see, you know, Hey, there's one feeding over there. Here's one back here. There's one doing this. There's three or four of them playing grab ass. And they're just looking at the water going, I don't see shit. Like what mm -hmm. the hell are you looking at? Well, they're looking for a fish, you know, like if you were holding it up out of the water, okay, I'm going to look for that under the water but that's not what you see you see refraction you see a difference in how the water appears it may be a slight color difference it may be and honestly one of the weird things that i typically spot is the shape of the anal fin and the front of the tail the bottom leading edge of the tail for some reason that that's something that I spot that kind of sticks out to me. And I, I don't know why, but so I look for fish. Because you an ass, man. Of, yeah, but that could be. That's <laughs> true. True that. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking for movement. And honestly, when I tell people is when you go fish, you're going to fish a new spot. Take 10 minutes and just fucking stand there. Stand there. Look at the water. Just look in one area and you know they're looking at it going oh there's a seam there's a boulder there's a tail out there's a whatever just look at the water and if you look your peripheral vision you'll start to pick up movement you know you're like hey what was that that was something different and find where there's like little pockets of clear water coming down that's all riffly and whatever and just follow those little pockets of clear water where you can see better through them and you can kind of start mapping the bottom or you'll see, you know, something that you wouldn't see otherwise. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's looking for fish. And I think, I, I think 
usually when I'm when I catch more fish than the people I'm with, it's because I'm spotting and targeting fish. I'm not just fishing a run. I'm not just blind drifting a seam or whatever over and over and over and over and over, hoping that something in there eats. I see a fish. I see it's feeding. I see if it's, you know, where it is in the water column. Is it is it feeding near the bottom? Is it feeding near the top? I'll change my leader lengths and do whatever. Change my drift. Split shot. Some, pull some split shot off. Add some split shot. Like whatever, based on a fish that I see that's feeding, not based on. Oh, I think it's a little shallower here. You know. Right. Yeah, so, but you, you know um, that is one difference that I have noticed coming from Colorado to Idaho. Yeah, you know, under the water, man, it is – sometimes the water is super murky. I mean, yeah. it, I, oh, rarely yeah. do I fish any water that's uber clean like it is in Colorado, clear, I should say. And, and I fish trail waters, you know, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. So it's that's mm-hmm. the game. But mm-hmm. like BJ said, it's time on the water. I mean, I've – Earning my, it. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's even time every time you go fishing. When I first get there, I'm looking at the river and I'm like – you know, fish in here. Like, what the hell? But, <laughs> but I sit there and I kind of train my eyes. I, you know, my brain's processing what it's seeing. It's different. The, the water's a little off color. What you're going to see and ultimately identify as a fish is going to differ in the exact same spot, just depending on water depth, speed, clarity, all that kind of stuff. You're not always going to see a red band down the side of a, of a trout, you know, you're not always going to see a tail or a shadow or a something, or when you're carp fishing or whatever. I mean, honestly, when I, when I'm fishing for carp, I look for the color purple for whatever reason, those gold orange carp in certain light conditions, when they're six inches under the surface, I see the color purple. It's weird. I don't know. When I catch those fish, I don't see purple. But when they're cruising and they're they're far enough under the surface that I don't see the gold, but there's a discoloration there, it looks kind of purple to me. And I don't know if that's just the refraction of, of the light coming off their scales, but it's very, very subtle. It's not like I'm seeing the shape of a fish. I just see a slight color discoloration or difference in the coloration of the water. So those little things when you start to train yourself, nobody would see that. I mean, anybody that's, that's, you know, trying to, trying to learn how to fish or learn how to, you know, do whatever spot fish that, or read those are the little, yeah, those are the little things that you start to notice, but you're never going to notice them. If you just walk up and fish stand there. Let's see. That's that's what I do too. And when you stand there, you're also going to see what bugs are coming off, which way the wind's blowing. You know how you can set yourself up when you do decide that you see some fish or what this run you're going to be. Do I need to be up close? Do I need to be back further? Do I need to be on the other side of the river? How can I get over there with spooking the fish? I mean, there's a lot to look at just by just standing there and paying attention to your surroundings. You know, basically. Seeing being, if there's any being present in the moment. That's right. Making sure there's no <laughs> mountain lions or yeah, you know yeah. Ku Klux Klan guys. And when, and when you're fishing the, the urban South Platte, keep that head on a swivel. <laughs> you know, you never know who's going to be coming up behind you. <laughs> That's right. Hey That's Scott, right. when you see the color purple, do you ever see Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, no he does. Comment. No comment. And you get a fly in the face, and you get a fly in the face. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Oh well. Mm-hmm. So what else? Well, I got one more comment on that topic. So oh, oh, oh shit. If you're struggling, you know, and I've done this, if you're out on the water and you're fishing for a couple hours and you're struggling, one of the best things you can do is just stop fishing and watch. Mm-hmm. Literally stop casting, stop watching your freaking indicator or whatever you're fishing and just watch. And and there's just so much shit you don't see when you're just focused on, you know, you're looking at six square inches of the water at a time, right? You're just watching your drift and just stop and glass the water. You'll, you'll see, you might be off eight inches on your, where you're fishing. And, and once you see a feeding fish, holy shit, that fish is a foot away and he ain't moving. You cast a foot further, you're probably going to catch a fish. Yep, dude. It's all about presentation on that stuff, man. I, I cannot stress that enough to new anglers, man. Presentation, presentation. Presentation. Well, I think I think the approach the approach that I was talking about of just you know when I first approach the river I always spend some time just standing there getting my bearings getting my eyes trained looking at what the water colorations looking like just kind of getting myself dialed and what that also does is I'm sure you've you've noticed that a lot of times you only get one crack at a fish mm-hmm. you know. You spook them out of there, you do whatever. So if you just walk up there and go, okay, I'm going to try to get a drift, and you slap it on the water, and you get a little further out there, and you do whatever, all of a sudden alarm bells are going off in the uh, in the feeding lanes, and you know, you're not going to have as many chances. So if you walk up there, you observe things for a while, and you see what's going on, you spot those fish, you come up with a, a solid strategy where you're going to get, you know, the best drift, the best presentation right out of the gate, you're going to get more chances at fish. And it also gives you too, Scott, you made me think of something when you're just standing there taking it all in, you can look upstream and go, okay, man, I'm seeing some probable water upstream, or you can look upstream and go, man, it looks flat. I don't know if there's anything up there, but downstream looks better. You can kind of get your game plan, you know, or there might be somebody downstream. So you're set going upstream or vice versa. So, you know, right. or you might have a big cliff on one side, upstream or downstream. You know, that kind of stuff sets your plan up, sets up your your whole plan of attack for the river. You know, that's your opportunity to start it, get it done. You know, so anywho, mm-hmm. there, Steve, shut up, shut up, Steve. Good, Good question, trout pig. Yeah, Steve, there you go. Yeah, Somebody... thanks for the question, trout pig. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Right. Somebody hit us with an ad gonna... read. I can do that ad read. I, I got it. Oh, you, you already it. did one. Jesus oh, Christ. Okay, okay. I was trying to make up for last week, not being Jeez. Stop. Stop okay. hogging the mic, Rob. Jeez. Oh. Ad read hog. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, Brandon. So that you do have a face for radio. So the last 57 minutes of train wreck are brought to you by True Fly Supply. TrueFly Supply is a monthly subscription service that caters to the serious fly anglers. The seasoned angler knows exactly what they need on the water to catch fish. That's why they put the power of choice directly in your hands. With the industry's only build-your-own supply drop, you can choose from an assortment of fly fishing essentials to build the ultimate box delivered directly to your door. On top of that, the supply drop comes with a detailed information card to help anglers fish the flies in ways that will increase your success and enjoyment on the water. 
If you're looking for a hassle-free way of getting the goods each month, the classic trout supply drop comes with 24 premium quality flies, leader, a monthly mystery item, decals, and more. And what else, Rob? Mm. If you ask for Brandon Miller, you get – oh, no. Uh, it's no. hashtag anal – no. Uh, no, no. The breath mint. The breath oh, mint. the breath mint. Sorry, I was trying to get God the hashtag. Damn, and son of a bitch. No. Yeah. So signing up is easy. Just head on over to trueflysupply.com and click on subscriptions. And don't forget to use code STRIPSET, all one word, for $5 off your first box. Beautiful. I, I did all that in so, sign language for Charlie Poole. I did that in sign language. Excellent. So he, he good thing we're, we're video recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah but, um, so TrueFly, I will say um, I've actually got a box that, uh, that I have yet to open, a supply drop. And uh, so I got a call uh, last week, and it was TrueFly Supply. They called me in person as a customer. And just to advise me that they had a shortage, they got shorted on a on a fly shipment, whatever. And so they were going to be um, shorting me like a half dozen of the 24 flies or whatever it was, or one of the patterns, I guess it was. And so um, they called personally, every single customer. They're like, yeah, you know, we could send out a mass email or whatever, but we just want to touch base with our customers and make sure everybody's cool. We're going to make it up to you on the next one, and we're going to give you something extra, uh, extra gift for your trouble. So I thought that was a nice touch, pretty nice. legit customer service, in my opinion. That's customer service, baby. That is sweet, That is dude. excellent. <laughs> I got a quick one, but I'm going to change a little bit what he asked. So, Brandon Hankin. Mm -hmm. And BJ just locked up. So, that's the sign. So, Brandon Hankin and the Matrix. The Matrix got him. Look at him. He's totally stuck. Hold on. We're going to get this. Screenshot that, Steve. Screenshot that. Got it. That's awesome. So, well, we should end it on that anyway. We're going to have to end it on that. Yeah. All right. Well, BJ will pick you up the next time we do a podcast. So good yep. job, buddy. Hopefully you're still uh, around. No, uh, oh, uh, BJ's camera's off. All Poor right. Kid. All right, boys. Well, you guys have a good week, man. I'll hit you guys up when I see you. We should say some shit that BJ has to listen to the podcast. BJ, so he stop. doesn't know how it ends. Yeah. We'll keep, we keep uh, he'll going. Be, he'll be on in two. He'll be right back on. Watch. Yeah, he'll log right back in. That's right. That's funny. We're ending anyway. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here, too, because i got a whole house full of people. So yeah. Nice job, fellas. All right, dude. We'll holla. Bye, everybody. All right. Be safe. Take care. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.